Hi friends, welcome to Co-Parenting Past Chaos, a podcast about marriage, divorce, and the crazy adventures of co-parenting with your hosts, April and Lauren. Join us each week as the wife and former wife of the same man discuss a topic straight from their personal experiences of what it takes to forge and maintain a positive co-parenting relationship while collectively co-parenting six children. Welcome to episode 83 of Co-Parenting Past Chaos. Y'all, we survived the second annual Big Blended Family Kirkmas. Yay! Second annual, since I couldn't think of that word last week. We had a full house for sure. All of our kids and their kids and their significant others. But it was such a perfect day. It actually really was. I was way more tired this year than it was last year for I some was, reason. I was like wanting a nap at noon. I, and, yes. And I we left early. Yeah. It was crazy. We kept all the Christmas gifts light this year because we really did want to focus on what's important and that's family because mm-hmm. we've everybody I think has had a rough year. 2020 has been a real I agree. pain in the you know what. But I love that for one day everybody got along. There wasn't any arguing or pouting. We just enjoyed each other and literally laughed until it hurt. Mm-hmm. My face was so sore because we have a tradition now where we play well we do this for most you yeah know, get together we play cards against humanity favorite game <laughs> it's we just so keep funny. we just keep buying more cards <laughs> for this one game i think it's more inappropriate every single time it's great because you would like it's so weird because our personalities come out oh, in the ways yes. that we <laughs> don't probably want people to know and the more times you play with the people that you know you know who laid what down oh yes every yes. time what was the new game that I think Heather brought over a new game, but you're supposed to play it with people you don't know. We weren't good. I at brought that, that one. Yeah, oh, you did. it okay. said that you're not supposed to play with people you know, and I'm like, well, this sucks because you and don't we, know anybody. Yeah, that you so don't we started know. answering these questions, and we immediately were like, that's an April, that's a Heather, that's, <laughs> that's a, a Lauren. Lauren. Yeah, <laughs> it was cute. So last week we discussed how to have a healthy argument in your relationship. And this week, we want to just go over, you know, how we all, how this all began. We've come so far this year in this journey, much further than I think either of us imagined possible. We've grown so much as partners, as mothers, co-parents, and as best friends. Our business is thriving in ways that I don't think we ever dreamed it would. No. I know that when we first sat down to plan out this whole blog and podcast, I put down like, what are our goals? And mm-hmm. I did some short term and long term goals. And we've surpassed oh, anything for that sure. I could have ever dreamed. With that being said, we thought it would be a great idea to kind of do a recap of our year and really our beginning. We have so many new followers and listeners that we figured now would be a good a time as any to reintroduce ourselves and our family dynamic to everybody. Did you ever imagine that when we started our little closet podcast that it would grow to be what it is today? Not in a million years. <laughs> I remember even telling you that I was like, podcasting, let's add that in with Yeah, because that wasn't writing. a plan. We were and just going to be bloggers. I had never really listened to podcasts before. No. I just knew that it was popular. You, I don't think, knew anything about I podcasts. Nothing. Not So we jumped thing. into this blindly. Yeah. And you know what? I, I'm glad and I still, like, I listen to certain podcasts if I've come across somebody that follows us or, you know, something or somebody asks us to be on their show, I'll listen to their podcast. I'm more of a reader. So I like to read yeah. if they have a website or a blog. I like to read that. But I don't even like to read other people's because I want ours to be really, truly authentic. And I don't want it to look like we've copied someone copied else's. Anybody else. Yeah. And, and that's why I don't really like to go. Do you, re- do you remember in the beginning of us podcasting, you told me you're like, this would just be so much easier if we just knew somebody or if we had all the tools and we could just have them do it. Yeah. No, we really did this like 
from the bottom up. Oh, like yeah. we had to learn like everything. And that's why when people say, oh, I want to listen to your podcast. I really want to be like, OK, in the middle of season two is where you should start. Yeah, I do, too. Otherwise, your feel so bleed. bad. But I think that's why we're going to start telling. We're going to retell these stories. Yeah. We're going to go over. Idea. Yeah, we'll recap everything. Our first episode was titled Who, What, When, Where, Wives. Mm-hmm. And I think that name came from we're a military family. <laughs> and when you like. If you're married to a, a higher ranking individual that's in the military, that's in charge of other Marines. When somebody gets in trouble, the big, the bigger higher ups will call and say, I need the five W's. Who, yes. what, when, where, why? So I thought, oh, well, what better way to teach people who we are than the five W's? Yeah. So who are we? Well, we're April and Lauren. Hi. And <laughs> we're the wife and the ex-wife of the same man. We collectively co-parent six children, three biological children each. And live in the same neighborhood. The most important part is that we are best friends. However, it did not start out that way. Most of you know that we both have two ex-husbands. I moved into this neighborhood and shortly after, my first husband bought a house right down the street from me. At that time, I was married to Roy, my second husband. After Roy and I bought our house here, Roy's parents also bought a house on the street right in front of us in this neighborhood. Then Lauren and John moved next door to Roy and I. Roy and I got a divorce. John and I got a divorce. John and I fell in love and got married and moved into the house that Roy and I bought together. And we rented the house out that John and Lauren lived in. And I shortly after moved in eight houses down with Roy's ex-girlfriend. Right. So Roy's parents moved out of the neighborhood. Roy moved into their house. He began dating Heather, who lived eight houses down the street from John and I. After they broke up, Lauren, who was also going through a breakup, moved in with Heather. In the midst of all that moving around, (laughs) we were also in a very high-conflict co-parenting situation. Arguments, court battles, doing anything that we could to make the other's lives miserable. And I think that, like you and I talked about this the other day, we really don't focus on the high-conflict part of our relationship because... It's over. I know. It seems so boring now. And, and to us, it's like, oh, well, you know, it almost didn't even happen, but it did. Oh, it did. A lot happened. What changed our lives to help create a positive co-parenting dynamic? Well, that's simple. Just kidding. <laughs> Nothing about that no. was simple at all. But we've always tried to be very open and honest when talking about our relationship. However, I do think that we have maybe treaded lightly on some of the more sensitive topics and When we first began this, those things were very, very fresh. I mean, they had... We had never talked about them with one another. And we did sit down and talk about a lot of things, but some things were like, okay, because they did dredge up old feelings. And and a lot of things were off the table. Yeah. And so we decided, okay, this is just too difficult. We're not even going to talk about it. Right. We're going to just leave it where it is and not go into it. You and I both, I think, try not to focus on the negative and we do our best to keep our emotions at bay. Mm -hmm. But back then it was really difficult. And... We hadn't really, we still don't have boundaries, but we didn't really set any boundaries on my relationship as John's wife and then my relationship as your best friend. Right. And your relationship as my best friend and your relationship as John's ex-wife. So it was really difficult if you would say something about John, even if I agreed with it or disagreed, I would really try to keep my feelings away from it or my Mm -hmm. emotions out of it because... You know, I don't want to hurt my best friend's feelings, but then that's my husband. I'm supposed to be protective of him. I don't think we prepared ourselves for the best friend portion of this relationship. No, because I don't think we ever thought we would be best friends. We just thought we were getting civil and we were friendly with one another. And hey, I got my kid stepmom that's really cool and we have a good communication dynamic. Well, 
I mean, it kind of spiraled. <laughs> we actually did become best friends. Yeah, we did. Uh, with that being said, though, we do tend to discuss the more recent events in our co-parenting world instead of going back to all those horrible times. And it's not that we don't want to or we're not willing to discuss the really bad stuff. We just want to show where we are now because that's what's important. But as you and I have said recently, it is important for people to know where we once were, because that's a success story. We're, we were in an extremely dark place. Oh, yes. We didn't think, oh, well, I don't think either of us ever imagined that we would get out of it. I don't think I would have ever, I back then never would have thought I would have liked you. No. Or that you weren't evil. Right. And vice versa, I'm sure. Absolutely. And I tried so many times to mend the relationship between you and John, mm-hmm. and I just refused to, to give up. But absolutely nothing I did worked. Nothing. But I still, I was like, okay, I'm going to just keep trying. And I think there was a point at the end that I said, you know what? I This is really taking everything out of me. I can't do this anymore. So I thought, I'm going to work on the relationship between you and I instead yeah. of you and John. We were both women. We we're both moms. I thought that there was no way that we couldn't find some kind of common ground and just come together. You were still reluctant. And it wasn't until I really got to know you that I understood why yeah. you were so reluctant. Yeah. And now it just all makes perfect sense. <laughs> it does. It all fell into p- place, really. It did. And you were going through something really difficult in your life. After you had lost custody of the boys to mm-hmm. John, you reached out to me. And I remember you saying this before you wrote it in one of the blogs, that it was a Hail Mary and a shot in the dark. Just one last ditch effort to ensure that you wouldn't have the boys taken from you permanently because the thing that you were going through... I mean, you were essentially homeless, homeless. Yes. And you reached out to me mom to mom. I made a promise to you that I would not let it happen, that, that you would never. And I took a leap of faith in trusting you. Yep. And I, I, I think being where you were, because I have been there before, I knew the last thing that you needed was for your children to be taken away from you mm-hmm. because if we took everybody's kids away from them that was going through a difficult time no mom would ever have their children nope. <laughs> I mean seriously it's true because at, when you're going through a divorce as a mom it's just it's really shitty it is it, you you lose yourself you lose your sanity I, that's just not the time to kick somebody you don't kick somebody, kick somebody while they're down. down yeah but I gave you my word and I knew that if I wanted you to gain trust in me, that I had to keep my word and I had to convince my husband to get on board, which was really the that was the, That was the more difficult part. Yeah, that was the <laughs> thing that I was like, okay, I'm just making all these promises and then I'm gonna have to go in the room where he's at and say, hey, guess what? Um, yeah, I'm gonna be friends with your ex-wife. Yeah, he wasn't a fan. What every man desires to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan. But from there on, you and I built an alliance mm-hmm. with one another. And we knew that if we were able to make amends as a wife and an ex-wife, Anybody could. Yes. Literally. Yeah. It it was it was difficult. When I say we hated each other, I mean, there was a deep I couldn't look at her. There were times she couldn't look at me. Words were exchanged. Fists were ready to be thrown. Yeah. Whole nine. We were screaming out in the parking lot of the police station, the police station where we had to do our exchanges in the police department. We had to be escorted out of the courthouse after trials in separate wings of the courthouse oh, yeah. by the a deputy exits yeah it was out of control that's how high conflict it was i can't even imagine that now it's like, hilarious if somebody- you sat beside oh here's the funny one yeah when you sat beside me during my court trial yeah for a case that i had because i had to get a protection order taken out on someone and our attorneys <laughs> who hadn't seen us in a year are walking by and now we're sitting together yeah. in a courtroom for nothing to doing nothing to do at all with our co-parenting situation. I think one of our favorite photo shoots, both of us, is when we did take a photo shoot at the the very same courthouse that we spent yep. 
tons of money and tons of our time. Tons of tears. And just kind of saying, you know what? Suck it. And we did it with our kids. <laughs> yeah. That was the most, oh, I love that it one was. the most. It was amazing. So why did we decide to start this blog and podcast? Now, this one, I think, was an easy decision. We went through hell, plain and simple, a complete nightmare. Mm-hmm. We laugh about it, but I don't think we could ever really put into words how How low it, it really gets you. Yeah. Yeah. We There were just, I mean, th- that was probably one of the lowest points of both of our lives, really. For me, yes. For, for different yes. reasons, but mm-hmm. it was terrible. During that time, we both looked high and low to find just a way out of the chaos that we were living in. Or to relate to something. We seemed to always come up short. It was like looking at Yelp reviews. You know, it's always easy to find the negatives, but it's it's really difficult to find the positives about co-parenting and blended families because there aren't a lot of positives. And if they are positives, you're like rolling your eyes thinking, okay, that's That's never, (laughs) I'm never going to be able to get there. Let's be realistic. I can't. And it's so funny because when I tell my, my story, I say, but if I'm talking to someone that doesn't know us and I tell our story about how we came about they're like oh I would never do that with my husband's ex-wife well don't say don't say never because you never know listen to all the details right here Here we go I never thought that this would happen either but it's just so easy to find the bad things and I didn't I I joined all these groups and you did as well Mm -hmm. but it was more about let's get on here and bash the exes yes and the baby mamas and the stepmamas asking for legal advice I don't I didn't want that I wanted somebody to give me that magic potion that would would win you over and make us have this amazing relationship for our children. However, Disclaimer, it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't exist. Nobody was really sh- sharing the how-to or the positive stories with the happy endings. So what did two very determined women do? Well, we decided to write our own manual, mm-hmm. and that's where this came about. In doing so, we felt it was important for people to read our individual stories so that they could better understand us and some of the decisions that we made. And I think that was your idea to start there from the very beginning. Like I'm talking Birth. in the fallopian yeah. tube, <laughs> that kind of very beginning, because it did make it, I mean, it helped me even understand you more. It helped us, I think, relate to other people that were reading you know, I may have made some bad decisions later on that you're going to read about. But if you will understand me, you will understand why I did those things. Oh, yes. That's what I thought. I, that's absolutely what I yeah. think. I read your stuff and I'm like, that, that makes, makes sense, sense now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is why she did this. Absolutely. We wanted to be raw and vulnerable and honest. No sugarcoating things. Plain and simple. We wanted to help people like us get to the place that we had worked so hard to arrive at. Our goal was to help as many families as possible. Stay out of court. Not put themselves or more importantly, their children, through the bitter and unnecessary custody that we endured. Do you think that we've done a good job? I think so. I do look back, and especially here lately, uh, this past month, and I know this has happened for the last two years since we've been doing this, but the last month, people have really said some of the most amazing things. And I think what for me is hearing all that, I know that they're now seeing the real raw, yeah. raw version. They're not getting a sugar-coated version. We had a rough year like a lot of people. Oh, we yeah. had our disagreements. We had other things. But to know that we can have those things now and kind of, you know, you work through them, but you laugh at them because yeah. to come from what we were, it's the place nothing. we were in, it's nothing. <laughs> it's like, really? We got it's like, over that? that's it. Okay. Give me like a moment yeah. to be pissed. And like, we're moving on. We're going to pick up right where we left off tomorrow. I love that. I love that. Like you just said, I mean, the year has been full of craziness for us. Mm There have been good times and bad and some scary ones, but Mm -hmm. some really amazing things. And we've kept a lot of things under tight lock and key for good reason. But I think that both of us have grown so much this year as women and moms. 
and maybe even partners. But mm-hmm. you know, we don't bless their hearts. We don't. T- we don't tell <laughs> anything good about them. Sometimes we forget <laughs> about them. We forget that they actually exist. The dads in our lives are great. They're so amazing. We love them. Unless the babies are naughty, and then <laughs> yeah, that and then case, it's all their fault. Yeah. But our business is also growing, and we're reaching goals. Like I said earlier, that are beyond our wildest dreams. And I love seeing how far we've come. If I'm being honest, there were a couple times this year, though, that I worried that we weren't going to make it. I know. Because I think, well, we I call it the COVID craziness. We all kind of went a little crazy during that quarantine, you know. And hopefully we'll be able to open up more about that whole situation and all the craziness that went on a little bit later. But our co-parenting dynamic and our friendships, they did take major blows this year. John and Roy were gone a lot, which meant you and I were on our own. And if anything, I think it made us come out stronger. In the oh, end. I do. Yeah. yeah. We learned that you and I are in it for the long haul. We're strong and we're independent. We mean our vows to each other better yeah. than we did our husbands. <laughs> <laughs> we're just, we've withstood things that would bring most people to their breaking point. Oh, for sure. Just in our individual lives, as well as our collective lives. We've walked through fire and by the grace of God, I'm telling you, we've come out of the flames Unharmed. Well, I'm a little charbroiled, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm scalded. I'm a scalded all these gray hairs before. But I'm excited to see what the next year has in store for us. And I have a feeling that it's going to be a really big year for us. I think so. And in my wildest dreams, never would have thought that I'd be sitting here living this out with you. No. But I... But now I couldn't imagine doing it with anyone else. I wouldn't want to. I really, really (laughs) wouldn't. And I'm... For the first time... Well, not the first time. I mean, I wasn't last year, but really this year, going into 2021... I'm not scared. <gasps> Me neither. And like, you know I'm what? I'm not terrified. Do you know what else? Every year for 10 years, the you know, right before New Year's, I've always said, this is going to be my new year. <laughs> now, this is going to be... This was the first year I can look back on and be like, damn, 2020 was kind of my year. Let's bring it on 2021. Yeah. I mean, you know, if we didn't... If 2020 didn't ruin us and make us fall We're apart, fine. I don't know if anything can... I think we're good. Because, <laughs> I mean, this has really That been, one set us to our max. It's been one for the it's, books. Yeah. And not in a good way. Nothing can be as hard as 2020. Also, we have each other. And with a little tender, loving care, sprinkled with a little chaos, I think we can make it through just about anything. Agreed. All right, everybody, get in touch with us. We love to hear from our listeners. Send us topics that you would like us to discuss. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We do weekly Facebook Live every Wednesday where we give our followers a glimpse into our real lives as we discuss what's going on in our world. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast. All right, it's time for Call on the Kirk. Okay, bring it on. This week, we have a stepmom and wife, obviously, that needs <laughs> advice. She wants to know if she's overreacting or is justified in her feelings. She says, I think it is inappropriate that my husband takes his son shopping for a Christmas gift for his ex-wife. Hmm. Oh, no. She's remarried, so I feel like it should be the stepdad's place to get a gift from the son to his mom. This woman says that she feels disrespected and wants to know how she should bring it up to her husband. Don't. Yeah. Uh-uh. No, pass. that's, you know what? Even back when we were going through like our dark times, I remember you guys bought me flowers for Mother's Day yeah. still from the boys. I think that's really stupid. I do. I, I'm I don't sorry. Agree. And I, I'm saying this as, you know, even through the hard times when Roy and I, our first divorced Christmas or even our first separated Christmas, he still took Tanner out. You're teaching. That is a teaching moment for a young yeah. man. Or young even child your daughters to respect their that's still their mother. Yeah. No matter what. I mean, I I'm mean, not saying go out and, you know, do what Roy did and 
bought me the most expensive gift under the tree this year from Tanner. But Aww. you, but that was really, you know, John. Now see, John had the boys make me something this year, but yeah. I got a separate gift from John. Exactly. But here's the thing: each of those gifts where Roy took Tanner out and let him pick something, and John, without me, took the boys and they did something for you. That was, it both went with their personalities. Do you notice that? Yes. With your guys, you guys have such a different um, relationship where you're, you're very comical. We're playful. You're very playful. Where Roy is serious. More serious. Yes. Right. And he, he, he doesn't like to say that he's um, romantic, romantic, but he is, but he is, he can be in his own way. Mm -hmm. And so he portrays that to Tanner. Like, you know, we can joke around and we can pick at mom, but. There's a time where we're going to be serious and this is it. And here we're going to go. And you've been a real turd this year. That's what he said when he said, you know, do you want to open your gift? And I was like, well, I don't care. I can do it on Christmas or whatever. And he's like, no, they wanted to give it to me on Christmas Eve. He said, Tanner's been really naughty to you lately. So I feel like he needs to give you something good. And nobody was upset about it. John wasn't upset that Roy had taken Tanner to get me a That's gift. That's his son. That's right. It, it would be like the boys coming to me and saying, hey, I really want to buy this for dad. Okay, well, that is their dad. Yeah. So, yes, absolutely. I think I will never, ever say. I would never say no. No, absolutely. And even if the boys were like, hey, mom, take me out to get mom something. I would say I yes. Would totally do that. Now, my gifts were to you. Yeah, for my gifts I bought. They were for me to you. I, they had nothing to do with them. I don't want my kids claiming that. Look, these are too good. That They're is for me. My gift. <laughs> <gasps> That's all the time we have for tonight. Thanks so much for listening and hanging out with us. If you'd like to find out more about us, visit our website at www.wifestales.com. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're the first to know about all our upcoming events. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to tune in every Sunday for new episodes. We would love for you to subscribe and review our podcast. Always remember, with prayer, anything is possible.